Welcome to On Tangent, where online marketing, entrepreneurship, and life collide. I'm Maida, your online marketing bestie and fellow entrepreneur. It wasn't long ago that I was a corporate slave shackled by golden handcuffs, but now I get to run a flexible, fulfilling business that allows me to make an impact that extends far beyond me. Here, we believe in the power of free-flowing conversations and unfiltered discussions, where every topic is fair game, and there are no boundaries and no limits. Join me as we dive into conversations that will equip, entertain, and inspire you throughout your entrepreneurship journey with a dash of humor, lots of curiosity, and a touch of unpredictability. After all, life and marketing is full of surprises. Ready to join me? Grab your coffee or tea and let's get chatting. Welcome back to On Tangent, my friend. I'm Maida, your host, and I'm here today with Celine, our amazing content strategist and word person. That's what we like to call her here. <laughs> um, Celine, you can say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're so excited for today's episode because... We're diving into how you can leverage your unique strengths as an introverted entrepreneur to achieve your biggest and wildest goals. The funny thing is, both Celine and I are actually introverts. It was kind of funny finding that out between the two of us. <laughs> so this episode is really going home for the both of us, but we also hope that it's going to resonate with some of you out there who feel more introverted as an entrepreneur. Um, and personally, I'm still working on implementing some of the tips that we're going to be covering today. I mean, there's a reason why we started a podcast episode or a podcast and um, not maybe like a YouTube channel, let's say. But we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Um, but before we jump in, let's quickly talk about the differences between an introvert and an extrovert. So while extroverts thrive in social settings and draw energy from being around people and having lots of different conversations with different people. Introverts are slightly different in that we're more reserved and are very aware of um, our very internal thoughts and we really we really recharge better when we spend some time alone especially after being at like a gathering or anything like that it really is exhausting for us so we tend to get our energy back when we are in solitude basically would you agree with that Celine is that how you feel yeah for sure like the way I like to think about it is that social situations at least how I feel about them like their work right like they take effort from me whereas like I feel like I have a couple like we we probably all know like extroverts or have extroverted friends like they love that stuff. Like, that's where they get more energetic, if you can believe that that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Like, they could be with people for, like, hours. And then, but, like, I think, my this is probably true for you, too, is that we just need some space sometimes. Like, if I'm ever at, like, a family gathering or just hanging out with friends, like, there need to be little breaks for me. Otherwise, like, I find myself getting, like, irritable, even though nobody's being annoying. Like, it's just, it's a little, it can be a little bit overwhelming, right? Yeah, and I definitely, like, when we're at a gathering or anything like that, I will admit that I have sometimes gone to the bathroom because I, I didn't even need to go to the bathroom. You just needed a break. Like, I went. Yeah. Yes, I just needed a break. So, yeah, that's, that's me. Like, I just need, when there's too much happening, I need a little bit of 
quiet time and then I come back recharged. And yeah, I know that's interesting. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about which one is better being an introvert or extrovert. And honestly, both are great. There's no, I feel like there's this debate sometimes or there's this like idea negative like, under yeah like like the idea that like extroverts make better entrepreneurs or marketers or whatever because they're so much more outgoing sorry i didn't mean to like cut in there but like no it like comes up in conversation sometimes where like people are like oh what do you do for work and i'm like oh i you know i work in marketing and people sometimes are like surprised and they're like oh you work in marketing but you're like so reserved which is you know sometimes i'm not like sometimes okay that's the other thing about introverts versus extroverts is that introverts can be just as like excited and energetic as extroverts are but like it has to be in the right setting and sometimes I feel like you just kind of have to tap into the right to like being with the right people or talking about the right things for that to happen but anyway back to that point that like people are like oh I didn't think that you would be in marketing but like why not Mm -hmm. yeah and that I guess that goes back to the thing I was going to say which is like I feel like there's this negative undertone typically that is being associated to being an introvert and it's not necessarily true like you're saying right now like why not why not be in marketing even though I'm an introvert and why not being an entrepreneur even though I'm an introvert exactly those two things can exist at the same time yeah so we're gonna talk about that here today so go ahead were you gonna say no I was just gonna say that like it's totally true Mm-hmm. like there's just different strengths like it's not like one is better suited like sure you might enjoy parts of your job more but it's not like you can't do it mm-hmm. right all right let's get into how to own your introversion and thrive as an entrepreneur and as a small business owner so we've got a few different advice or strategies on deck for you that we're going to go through today and hopefully some of these will resonate for you and we've got six to be um to be precise so the first one is to basically just embrace it stop looking at being an introvert as a weakness like we were just kind of discussing it can actually be your superpower in my opinion um and as an introvert myself um i can understand and i think you have the incredible ability to focus and like really think deeply and thrive in quieter settings and i think that's beautiful like How many people can say that when they step away from something, they can really come back refreshed and with fresh ideas all the time instead of having to bounce ideas off of people or like get validated from other people? Yeah. And I think it's so valuable. Sorry. I'm just going to jump in. No, go ahead. I just think it's so valuable, especially like when you're just starting out a business, like when you're doing the solopreneur thing where you're the one person wearing all the hats. Like. Mm -hmm. You have you, you basically like you might have like a support system, which I think every entrepreneur should just because as much as like an introvert thrives on being alone, like there, it's nice to have a little bit of like contact or just someone to bounce things off of. But you can get so far just on your own, which yeah. I feel like more people need to embrace and be good with. Because there's so many people who are like, I can't be alone. But but like, how are you going to get through? I don't know your thoughts your internal problems, any doubts that you have if you aren't comfortable being alone. Which maybe that's a tangent, but you know. <laughs> that's why we're called on tangents. There you go. <laughs> I'm just being on brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
No, but that's very true. Like, if you can't be alone and be comfortable in your own thoughts, then it's just going to be a lot tougher. Everything's yeah. going to be hard. Exactly. Basically, our very first strategy or advice for you is to embrace it and know that you have the skills or listening and being able to take um, information in at a different level than I think some other people might be able to. And that's a huge, it's a game changer in my opinion. So just owning that and embracing that is a really good tip for you. And it leads really nicely uh, to the next tip, which is leaning into it. So like once you're cool with it, with being an introvert, yeah, be an introvert. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like you know you know who you are and you know what does well for you. So let's lean into that. Especially when it comes to creating your business model, for example. Um again, I mean this episode is about how to be or how to see the advantages of being an introvert when you're an entrepreneur. So when you're your own boss, you can I mean, first of all, you're your own boss for a reason, right? You can literally set up your business model to suit your specific needs. And as an introvert, you can literally capitalize on that however you want. So what could that really look like for you? Well, you could create a business structure that allows you to work independently or with very small, close-knit, or like with a very small team. Because I think in a structure like that, you'll likely do really well in that type of setting because again you can build deeper connections and have those deeper thoughts and once you're comfortable with the select few that you have on your team even if it's just yourself to start out like you can have these deeper thoughts and connections that you can um, that you can base your business model off of so for example, you could create a consulting business or an online business or get into freelancing, which all of those are different types of business models that allow you to work from a quiet, peaceful space, um, you know, wherever that might be for you. But that will do really well for introverts. You could even capitalize on your introverted strength when choosing your target audience. And I think that's something not a lot of people think about, but that could mean aiming for a niche market where you can genuinely connect with your clients or customers on a personal level, creating loyal and, and an engaged community versus trying to just create a huge community. Like look, just looking at the number of followers you have and things like that, where you have to be showing your face all the time and, you know, being so loud about it. Instead, you couldn't you can attract people who crave that genuine um, connection instead where you can build a target audience that really fits well with your introversion. Yeah. And I think that that's something that a lot of people like when they're starting to build a business or they're just starting to freelance or they're just, you know, starting to kind of come into their business model. That's something that they forget about a lot. And I get it, right? Like, you're so worried about like building your business and your brand that you'll take almost anything that comes in but like you have to remember that the whole goal like you're working with these people right ideally these people are like people or clients or you know products that 
kind of like match your energy if you want to think of it that way or like kind of vibe with you (laughs) i'm trying to find like a good word to kind of describe like when something resonates with you because you know having like a successful business client relationship is just as much about them resonating with you as it is about you and what you do fitting their needs and resonating with them i feel like that's something that a lot of people forget yeah that is so true because i think you're right like especially when we're starting a business fresh we're just kind of like head first jumping in doing what everyone else tells you is a good idea to do you know like you need a target audience so you just create one very fast and you just go but I think it's a whole different skill to pause and say well what feels right for me like what kind of audience do I want to attract not just because of what product I have but also who can I jive with like kind of like what you're saying like what's the vibe I want to I want to create what kind of community do I want to have right and especially for like a service-based business model like it's not just say hey I made this product here take it and run and you never have to interact again but like you'll be meeting with these people semi-regularly I imagine so you want to make sure that it's the kind of person that you can like work with and that you enjoy working with and like no like Mm -hmm. and I don't want to make it sound like only take clients that are like perfect in every way like everyone's got pros and cons right but like be aware of sort of like what your personal boundaries are what you can work with and what you absolutely don't want to work with (laughs) yeah and I think that also will come with practice a little bit or like some experience oh for sure yeah he said yeah like the very first client you accept might not like you might not see the red flags if there are any and then, but that's what's going to inform your next move. Like, that's how you're going to learn and get better and know what you what you like and what you don't like. Absolutely. Kind of like dating. <laughs> yes. Actually, that's a good way to think about it. Because, like, yeah, you basically are kind of like dating your client. But strike that. Like, don't say it like that. <laughs> Whoops. I mean, you're work dating, right? Yeah, you're, I mean, it's not, yeah, I feel like. It's not too far off. Yeah, because you have to see that, like, you have a good working relationship with this person, that you guys speak the same language. Like, realistically, like, if you think about it, all relationships sort of have, like, the same basis, right? Like, you both have, like, mutual goals or, like, agreeable goals or, and, like, but everyone contributes to the relationship and, like, you guys agree with where it's going because if you don't or if, like, this person's a terrible communicator or they communicate in a way that doesn't, like, help you, it isn't mutually beneficial, like you wouldn't stay in a relationship like that so why stay with a client like that <laughs> exactly yeah and one time I was um I was at this like hair salon I think it was and the hairstylist told me that she had to break up with her client that's what that's how she phrased it yeah I was like what do you mean I was like what do you mean you had to break up with your client she was like yeah I had to let her go because we were just not like getting along and I was like wow what a concept like you're breaking up with the client like it's i feel like it should be more of a thing than it currently is yeah no for sure i hear a lot about like firing your client but like (laughs) it doesn't have to be so personal especially when you're like a solo business you're doing stuff by yourself yeah it is personal 
like you try you can try to like you know keep those boundaries and i absolutely advocate for those boundaries but like you know it happens mm-hmm. yeah yep um so that's the second tip let's hop into <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah let's hop into the next one just so we can yeah make sure we get to all of them so number three the third tip we have is to create a peaceful work environment for yourself so obviously as an introvert a space where you can recharge and find your flow again is really really important so what better way to do that than designing a workspace that's calming and that sparks creativity and productivity for you so some things that for example i do and Dylan, you can let me know what you do in a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, that you guys could try is I always have a calming, soft smelling, like, um, like candle that like reminds me of something peaceful and relaxing. So for me, that's like something that's more woodsy, like trees and stuff like that. Um, I always have that nearby, and then I always also have like a very like thin layer light blanket wrapped around my legs like I literally have it around my legs right now as I'm speaking Uh, it just gives me this like sense of comfort and I just usually have it either sitting on my lap if the room is just kind of warm but if it's kind of chilly I like wrap it around my legs it makes me feel good um soon I want to add some plants but I think plants like having some sort of greenery would really help like bringing nature indoors is very soothing and calming for me um but also you're gonna think I'm weird when I say this but I also either work in like complete silence or I play in very low volume classical music in the background and so don't think um I mean I think I don't know if it's going to help you guys but it helps me think and focus and actually, you know, be productive for some reason. So a lot of people think that's weird, but I don't know. That's just how I am. I, so what you know, do you have? I was going to say, like, I don't think that should be weird. Like, um, yeah, personally, since I do a lot with words, right? Like, just talking about music. Like, my music choices have to be very specific. So... Things with words, like if there are like lyric, like discernible lyrics that I can hear, it's really distracting, especially when I'm like working on something where I have to like write something super technical or like explain something with words that I can't do. Like it just requires so much focus that like it's so hard to like if you ever tried writing something when someone's talking to you, that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I find myself. Yeah. And I find myself like singing along. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like. Or, like, my word thinking about the lyric. Exactly. Like, my words on the page, like, no, that doesn't... It depends, right? Like, sometimes... So, yeah, I do a lot of sometimes classical music, and then sometimes, depending on, like, how I feel or, like, what kind of energy or tempo I'm kind of looking for, like, I'll try to, quote-unquote, refine which classical music, like, I'm listening to. Like, is it dark and cello and bass-heavy? Is it something more energetic and bright with lots of, like, woodwinds and strings and stuff? Um, so that depends. And then sometimes like I share my office with my fiance and like he works from home. Other people in this house work from home. There's kind of like no getting around like sounds sometimes like it's totally normal. It used to bother me a lot. But, you know, like if you're in like a co-working space or you don't have like 
the ability to just have your own section where you don't share space with somebody. I say invest in a really good pair of noise-canceling headphones. Magical. Mm -hmm. And then when it's real bad, go on. Yes. And then if you're desperate like I am sometimes, heavy metal, fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) What? That just went from zero to 100 real quick. That, you know, that's also me in like a nutshell, zero to 100. No. <laughs> but yeah, it went from like being slow and quiet to heavy metal. Yeah, no, there's a, this isn't going to work for everyone, right? Like a lot of my general music tastes also trend towards like classic rock or just like heavy, like new metal rock age stuff. Like, I don't know what to describe it as, but like something about what people might call like quote unquote the noise like is very calming to my brain i don't know how to explain it (laughs) like it's interesting yeah like i use it to kind of like block out external noises and so then i and there's just so much happening sometimes in those tracks that like i have nothing else to focus on if that makes any sense i see okay yeah that's kind of doing that like it's doing the opposite of what you would think it would do, which is the extract that helps you focus. Exactly. Like, it's such, like, it almost has, like, a white noise effect, but, like, aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. I've never heard that before, but you know what? Someone out there might resonate with that, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no. I mean, try all sorts of music, right? Like, something else that I used to do back when I hadn't, like, for myself discovered heavy metal was that I would listen to one song one song on repeat the entire time I was working on something and I did that because yes like I might vibe with the song and want to sing along for the first few times but then like my brain was like okay this isn't new like we just we've heard this for the past 30 freaking minutes so then like it starts it like almost starts to tune it out right so and that was something that I read about that like it's comforting for some people, especially when they're like super focused, to work with music or something that, like one song in the background, because then your brain won't get distracted by that song anymore. It becomes like expected. Yeah. It yeah, like you, it'll become you'll become desensitized to it almost. Exactly. Exactly. In a way. That's awesome. Good to know. Maybe I'll try it out. We'll see. <laughs> Might not last, but we'll see. Mocky K posted. I have heavy metal recommendations, uh, but um, you know it is it's kind of aggressive sometimes. Yeah, yeah. All right. So for the fourth tip, we've got um, it is to focus on quality uh, over quantity when it comes to networking. I feel like networking for an introvert is like the most exhausting thing. <laughs> to even think about at least it is for me I know that for a fact and this is one of those things I'm still working on myself but what has helped me in the past was seeking out smaller more intimate groups or events where I can just engage with you know a select few people in a meaningful like more uh, more meaningful conversations and yeah I'd much rather build a handful of quality connections walking away from that networking event than having or being able to just think about the hundred different superficial small talk um event or like small talk situations I have throughout and yeah that's like that that's just my preference I'd rather just be in like a small group if if I still feel uh, if I feel like I can 
jive with someone that's like one-on-one or just with two people three people I'd much rather just do that and not really be everywhere all at once how do you feel about that how do you how do you do with networking I mean big old networking events for me are terrible and anxiety inducing (laughs) so like for example like I work primarily in the cybersecurity space and some of those networking events are intense like if you've ever been to rsa or are familiar with black hat and stuff but those events are huge like they're massive there's so many people and so i find that going with a friend and sticking with somebody helps a lot so then you're not kind of like trying to navigate a ginormous crowd alone and then also kind of like what you said like focusing on like making connections and then taking for myself what helps too is taking the pressure off of feeling like I have to talk about work or feeling like I have to talk about what the company I work for does or what I do professionally sometimes I find that Mm -hmm. connecting with people on just like a personal level is really really helpful um because then it also makes the conversation a lot easier right and the whole point of networking is to get to know people and like what they can do not necessarily for you professionally but like what are they interested in is there someone that might be interested in what they do also you know going back to what you said about connecting with people on a personal level I think that's really the key here because um for me personally I feel like I have a hard time because you know hard time connecting with a large group of people because it's almost like the the limelight is on you and now you have to present who you are, what you do and what you're capable of. But when it's like one-on-one, like, hey, I am so-and-so, like, how's this event going for you? Like, what have you enjoyed so far? Like, it feels more natural. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, how far are you from here? Like, have you traveled? Like, anything just outside of work-related conversation will eventually lead to something else that's more personal that you might have in common and but you're never gonna know you it's like you talk about work work. only yeah yeah so I feel like that's usually helped me in the past at other events where I've been very like anxious and stuff but yeah going back to that personal piece I think is really really important um and I think let's not forget about online networking too because yeah social media can be a gold mine for building a strong network that you know without having to um, you know expend so much energy doing it in person it could be a really good place to network so taking advantage of social media platforms that you know are in line with your personality i would say is really good place to start as well so you don't have to be everywhere. Um, you can focus on the ones that feel right for you, which actually brings me back to why we finally decided to pull the trigger on starting this podcast, which I promised I would talk about earlier. Um, so I knew that I needed to get my voice out there because I think on social media, I've had a very hard time putting myself out there. And like, I know even though it's like text-based, like, the videos and the stories and recording myself like all of that just didn't feel very right for me but I knew I needed my voice out there so to be able to you know build better connections with my audience um so you know 
I've always loved talking about anything like kind of like this situation right now that we're having like just chill conversation where having one-on-one conversations when we're like you know my sister and I when we're walking we'll have like really deep conversations um I'll do phone calls sometimes with her and phone calls can be kind of like weird for me too like I don't like to have phone calls with everyone and their mom it's mostly like if I know you if I can trust you then I can I feel good having a phone call with you about whatever topic it is so that's one of the main reasons we decided to actually do a podcast and it just felt more natural for me as an introvert so our fifth tip for you guys is practice public speaking and you might say, but Maida, wait a minute here. <laughs> didn't you just say that you started a podcast so you didn't have to be in front of the camera? And I know what I said, okay? I know what I said. <laughs> but unfortunately, it doesn't change the fact that public speaking is very important, especially as a business owner. And again, it's one of those things that I'm still working on myself too. And is it terrifying? Absolutely. But will I need to practice it anyway? Also, yes. So what I'm doing and planning to continue doing is starting small, like recording myself working or um, doing something else and then using that recording as a B-roll video so there's no speaking element to it. And I feel like so many people are doing that online right now anyway, so it's not like it's going to be weird or like, it's not like you're going to be standing out too much, so it'll just kind of blend in pretty good. Um, you can also just do screen recordings and add voiceovers to get comfortable speaking. And actually, the podcast that we're recording right now is a huge help for me specifically as well to get more comfortable speaking. So that um, so that's something you could consider as well. But um, that was one of the other reasons that we started this podcast so that I could practice getting my voice out there. Um, Celine, do you have anything? Yeah. yeah, no, and I think whenever the word like practice comes up, like I think people get this idea that like practice time has to be this thing that like you set you specifically set aside time for where you like sit in front of a mirror or like sit in front of your phone and like talk to it and then listen to yourself back. But like practicing can be in things as simple as like when you talk to like the cashier at the grocery store or people that you're passing on the street or like. When you're in meetings with like coworkers and friends or on the phone, whatever. Like these are all different opportunities to start practicing the confidence with which you speak. And like as someone who grew up so painfully shy, like that confidence part of public speaking is always the thing that has been the hardest for me. Like this podcast has been like a great opportunity, like for me to kind of get used to carrying on a coherent train of thought in like a long form sort of setting. And then it's also an opportunity for me to practice speaking in a way that sounds convincing, right? Like I'm not trying to sell anyone anything, but mm -hmm. just like being, but sounding like confident and honest and not like I'm about to cry or something. Like <laughs> I think I told, might I think I told you the story before, but like one time in high school, like I had to do we all had to do like a monologues, right? Could have been from a book, from a play, whatever. But yeah, so like we had to do this monologue or whatever. And I I don't think I purposely picked the monologue because it involved someone crying. But like it worked out because I was so nervous that halfway through that monologue, I, I literally just started crying. 
<laughs> you started what? Crying. So I literally, yeah, I literally started crying Aww. in the middle of that monologue because it was supposed to, right? Like everyone's like, oh my God, like you're really good at this. <laughs> but, but like in my head, I was like, thanks. <laughs> you're like, yeah, totally trying to do this on purpose. I did this intentionally, right? But like, I also remember like I had to do presentations for like specific classes. And I remember one of my friends told me like, they sound like, dude, you sounded like you were going to cry the whole time. And I was just so nervous. Like my voice used to shake so badly. And I feel like we've come a long way from that, but it's all come with practice and not like I sat in front of the mirror and tried to tell myself, stop sounding like you're about to cry. <laughs> it was just being in more meetings and like being more vocal in these meetings and volunteering ideas and being open to being wrong and like it's all stuff like that. So practice doesn't have to be memorize something and say it back, right? Mm -hmm. That was a very long tangent, but there's a fun story about Celine today. <laughs> That's why we're called on tangent again. <laughs> I feel like I should say that anytime someone says something about tangent, I'm just going to be like, well, that's why we're called on tangent. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, those are really great points. Um, like being able to just practice in your everyday situations, like even if it's just your partner or whoever, practicing about whatever it is um, when you're out and about at the store or whatever it might be just trying to have different types of conversations just for the sake of practice at the end of the day yeah okay that's a good one um all right we've got our last but not least tip for you guys which is i think this one's really really important um prioritizing self-care i think Obviously, running your own business can be so, so draining mentally, yes, but also physically, to be honest. And we could literally have an entire episode about the mental and physical impact of running your own business, but all of those intentional roller coaster, um, sorry, not, did I say intentional? All those emotional, yeah. emotional, <laughs> all those emotional <laughs> roller coaster moments, but all, uh, but those late night late night hours of working nonstop too and obviously those moments of self-doubt that I feel like we all get all the time and all the different highs and lows they all can really be you know they can all really make a dent on your overall well-being I think that's one of the biggest reasons why prioritizing self-care is so so important um so yeah with that said like self-care has to be non-negotiable you got to take intentional time to recharge and prevent burnout, whether it's with daily walks. That's what I love to do. Reading a good book. And oh my gosh, I love reading. So I, I read a lot. <laughs> um, you know, exercising, journaling, if that's something that works for you or whatever may, whatever that might look like for you. Like you could try different things out. Do it and keep it, pri um, keep prioritizing it because at the end of the day, like if you're not a hundred percent, neither is your business. What do you what do you have? Yeah. No, and I totally agree. So the way that I think someone said this to me or I found it on the internet or something, that like if you don't stop to take care of your body and your mind, like those two things will force you to take care of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like 
that's sort of like how burnout, like that's one way to think about burnout is you've neglected yourself for so long, like as a person, as like a whole being, as like a whole human being outside of just your business that like you're you, basically like your body's like enough, like there's no more of this. And I totally get it, right? Like when I was younger, like in my earlier 20s, like when I was just finishing college, just out of college and stuff, like I feel like I, I think about it now and I'm, I always tell like my fiance that like, I don't know how I survived. Like, I don't know how I lived that, that period because I was running on empty literally all the time. Like, I didn't sleep enough. I didn't take any time to, like, do the things that I enjoyed. Literally everything that I was focused on, because, like, everything was so new to me, like, leaving college and stuff was prioritizing my career or, like, what I thought, like, my career path was going to be at that time. And then that was it. Like, I didn't take care of myself. I didn't, like, historically, like, in college, like, that college budget stuff, like, eating and stuff, like, was not, like, a priority for me. And then I think eventually, like, at some point, I was like, I feel awful. Yeah. And that's why, like, finding that balance between, like, self-care and, like, a good balance between, like, your work life, your business life, and then just your life. Like, you, what makes you feel good outside of just your productivity, like, is so important. Yeah. And, I, and if you don't know, like, what you need. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no go ahead. Finish it up. As a no, I was just going to say, like, if you don't know what you need, like if self if, you know, you're coming out of something like that and you don't know what self-care looks like for you. Something that I always use. Oh, oh, my gosh. Something that I like to do is just ask myself, like, what do I need right now? Sometimes it's as simple as, damn, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I need to go drink some water yeah. or I need to stretch my legs. Self can be self-care can be as simple as that. And like you build on those habits like. What starts as like a I'm going to stand up from my desk and walk around with the place for two minutes can turn into, OK, I need to step away and take a little bit of a longer walk. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to like schedule because that's the other side, too. Like it can you could sometimes self-care starts to feel like a chore. Do what feels right. Yeah. Like if you don't feel like go to, going to take a walk in 100 degree heat don't do it, do something else, <laughs> do some yoga in the living room. And I think, like, for me specifically, when I can d- totally resonate with this, because when I started my business, I I would literally work, s- like, so many hours not getting up from my desk. And it was to the point where I would, like, look at my Apple Watch and I would have, like, a thousand steps for the entire day. And that was, like, a good was, day. like, two stand hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I would sorry tmi but i would like not go to the bathroom like i would hold like i wouldn't even get up to go pee like i would just hold it and then like i would get it i can't hold it anymore i have to go and like just little things like that it was just way too much and it definitely drove me to burn out way faster than it like i should have like by the end of last year i was so unmotivated and burnt out and yeah and exhausted and i think you're right like just stop for a second and ask yourself, what do I need right now? And then do what, like the first thing that comes to your mind, that's probably what you need. Don't overthink it. The very first thing that your body is telling you, your mind is telling you, go do that. If it's water, if it's just standing up, that's it. That's all you need to do is just stand up. So very good point there. Yeah. 
yeah, like sometimes I find like when you put a label to something like self-care, some people overthink it, right? Because I used to. I was like, I don't know what self-care is. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Yes, you do. You have time to stand up. Yeah. You have time to like stretch a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you have time to look away from your computer for two seconds to give your eyes a break. Like that self-care could be as simple as that. Right. Agreed. Okay. Well, there you have it, my friend. <laughs> that was all the different ways to own being an introvert and thrive as an entrepreneur. That's all we had for you guys. So just to quickly quickly recap, we were talking about how to embrace being an introvert, how to lean into it, uh, creating a peaceful work environment, focusing on quality over quantity, especially when it comes to networking events, practice public speaking, even though it can suck, I know, just practice it anyway, start small. And last but not least, and most important in my opinion, prioritizing self-care. Remember, you can thrive in your business by channeling your introverted advantage. Don't think that it's something bad. Being an introvert has no and should never have any negative undertone to it. So just keep remembering that, keep pushing forward, and thanks so much for listening to On Tangent today. If you enjoyed this episode as much as we loved recording it for you, could you do us a favor and share this episode or leave a review? By doing so, you're not only making our day, but you're also helping us um, spread the message to even more entrepreneurs out there. Thanks again, my friend. Until next time.